Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how are you doing this fine winter day? Fine winter day is a a good way to say it, but yeah, it's a uh, it's nice and cold. Uh, not as cold as it was yesterday, but it's still kind of cold. But uh, I'm I'm waiting for spring to happen because this right here is not it's not for me. It's cold. I can't do it. <laughs> That's why we live where we live, right? You live in Atlanta, yeah, I live in North yeah. Carolina. <laughs> uh, I moved south for a reason. So yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, the weather's cold. The Blue Devils are red hot. Let's play on that, right? Yeah, They're, uh, yeah. Uh, they've won eight games in a row, um, including the. Uh, the win over Georgia Tech last Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, eighty-four to seventy-nine. Uh, before that, they beat Pitt. Since we last had a had a podcast, um, I, I had a family health matter I had to deal with, so I appreciate everybody being patient, wait for us to be able to get back and do another episode. So uh, that all seems to be squared away now. So um, ready to get back at it and talk some Blue Devil basketball. Um, yeah, we'll talk about those two games, uh, and we'll break down. You know, Jeremy Roach and Mark Mitchell are both dealing with injuries. Uh, Mitchell didn't play against. Georgia Tech and Jeremy left uh, at the crucial time in the game. He was hurt with uh, with a knee. They both have different kind yeah. of types of knee injuries. We'll get into that a little bit and talk about uh, their prognosis maybe for this weekend's game uh, with Pitt on on Saturday night, and, uh, and we'll break it down that way. But before we do, I want to remind everybody about our sponsor, Bet Online. Uh, they've been a sponsor for a long time of the podcast. We appreciate them. Uh, with NFL playoffs going on, the NBA season in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second uh, odds, news, and scores with additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And the uh, yeah, so uh, just Sheldon, what were your thoughts on? I guess you know the, the teams won eight games in a row. Ha- haven't lost since that game against Georgia Tech back in early mm-hmm. December last Saturday night. Was that revenge game? Uh, right. They came out and wanted to blow Georgia Tech off the court. I know they did. Uh, they got a ten point lead and then it went away and they fell down by ten. But anyway, they did get revenge in the end. And that's all that matters, right? <laughs> uh, very much so. I mean. Uh- when I saw that he started lining up and Mark was out and I'm like, man, we can't play this team fully healthy. You know, like this is the second time that we have a starter that's out of the game when we're playing against Georgia Tech. So I wasn't sure exactly how today was going to, I mean, that game was going to go. Uh, like you said, you know, Jimmy Roach got hurt you know, towards the end of that game, uh, midway through the second half and Proctor st- stepped up. Like Roach got hurt. They inserted, um, Proctor and they put in um, Ryan Young and uh, Blakes uh, in the game. And I think we were down 10 at the, at the time. I think it was like 53, 43, we were down 10. And all of a sudden we went on a run. Uh, mainly it was a, a big bucket. I think, I think uh, Proctor, he went up uh, going on the street, going on his own and kind of, you know, propelled us to our, 
our comeback and that momentum kind of shifted. And granted, Georgia Tech, they shot the lights out of that ball. <laughs> they shot that ball really well. And I was thinking to myself, like, how can they keep this up? I mean, it was um, 57% from three at halftime and 51 from the field. And I'm like, all right, at some point, they got to come back down. I mean, <laughs> they are like, what was it, one and three in the, in the ACC, whatever. So I'm like, they're one and three for a reason. So what's that reason? I, I haven't seen it yet. And then on top of that, it kept shooting well, kept shooting well. And I was waiting for that that moment. And it seemed like it wasn't happening, especially when, we went, when they went up 10 uh, on us, so 53-43. And I'm like, okay, we got to grind this thing out because we're at home. We can't do this. We can't lose at home. And fortunately for us, Roach um, was able to get a bucket before he got hurt. He kind of turned that around. I think it was a three-point play. And then all of a sudden, he gets hurt. And then Proctor kind of you know leads us to that comeback win. Yeah, I mean it was uh uh it, it was a lineup that that Coach Shire and the staff kind of had to piece together there, right? I mean they ended up going with the two bigs with um with with Mitchell out, so Young had to play more. Mm-hmm. And uh and then you know Blake's it, it was funny when it was 53-43 uh Duke went on a run and like scored 8 points in about not even a minute, like 58 seconds. 58 seconds. seconds. Yeah. It was just boom boom boom. That was a classic Duke run, wasn't it? That yes, was like yeah. the building was alive. I mean, it was loud. A, a, a colleague of mine from the from the in and o, Andrew Carter, was there, and he's he covered Carolina previously. He's he's been in a lot of big events, and I've been at Duke UNC games, and he was sitting in the the upper concourse, um, the overflow media area, not on the court. And okay. he said that was as loud as I've ever heard it here. You know, and that's that's not saying it was a better atmosphere than Duke Carolina, but right, it matched right, that, right. right? I mean, sometimes right. no matter who you're playing. Duke goes on a run like that, it gets loud, man. And it really, you can feel it in you, can't you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you can see it on TV. You can see the energy on TV. Like, you know, things are starting to kind of happen, starting to um, kind of shift a little bit, especially in our favor. So when we have a guy, he comes down and gets a, a bucket, and then another bucket. Like you said, we score eight points in 58 seconds. We're like, okay. The light switches came on, like, hey, yeah. we here, we finally here now. So, you know, it was it was strange because that, that game was a strange game. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was four point guards and flip. You know, yeah. that's how that's how we started the game. So in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, all right, we gotta be driving, kicking, attacking, and then let Flip do his thing. And for some reason, we wasn't in that aggressive attack mode early on. But then when we went on that run midway through the second half, that's when we get on that 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 kick. And we was all of a sudden was like, oh, we're going to be aggressive with our drives. We're going to drive and kick. We're going to let uh, Flip do his thing. And then all of a sudden, things started happening. And Proctor, yes, Proctor, was back to being himself again. And he was inserted up, inserted into the starting lineup. And boom, he was uh, big for us uh, down the stretch. No doubt. He had he had three three-pointers there in the second half. And that key stretch we're talking about after Duke was down by 10 to, to get it back ahead. In fact, his three-pointer – Put him ahead for good uh, with, at 72 69 uh, with about five minutes to go. And then it was just kind of hold on from there. But I want to talk about Georgia Tech just for a second. Th- they don't have a good record, but then they went after losing at Duke, they went and won at Clemson in, in overtime uh, a couple of nights later. And uh, Stoudemire is doing a good job there. I have to say, you, you were with me in Atlanta when they put, when they beat Duke down there in December. You saw what they got going on. Mm-hmm. They're young, they've got a couple of freshman players. Um, they're inconsistent, but yeah. man, I mean, they, they have a, they have a high ceiling. I mean, they can, 
they're going to be a team nobody wants to play in, in the in the ACC tournament. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I said that earlier they're uh, one and three, and I was like waiting for that one and three record to you know kind of show up because at some point it has to show up. But the yeah. thing is, they are very talented. They're a very young team, and if anything was indication of like last week, it was like sixteen games across America where it was unranked teams beating ranked teams. It was. I think I don't know if it happened this many times in my lifetime, but it felt like it was an unbelievable number of teams that were beating ranked teams. So I can see that happening when, because Clemson, they were ranked. I'm not sure if they still ranked or not, whatever, but they were ranked not when anymore. they beat. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, they lost to um, Georgia Tech. But you can see that they have a really good team. They have really good young players. But with that happening, it's very inconsistent play. But the yeah. fact that, you know, we always get everybody's best shot, they're going to play well against us. I mean, they shot well against us at Georgia Tech. They shot yeah. well against us here in in, uh, in camera, too. So we just happened to have a little bit more firepower that game that kind of made us kind of go over. And it helped that, uh, you know, number 30 had 30 and had 13 points as well, too. So, yeah, Flip, I have to talk about his his week. Remember, yeah. uh, I think last time we spoke, he had – he a came off a, a poor game at Notre Dame, right? Team yeah. one anyway. And yeah. I remember t- telling you after the game, I saw him outside the locker room and he wasn't like carrying the burden of the world. He was same old flip. He was just kind of, you know, in a good mood. The team had won. That's what matters to him. Right. So yeah, um, yeah. didn't seem to care that there were NBA scouts that were there to watch him and he didn't put on a very good performance. That didn't seem to be on his mind. And, uh, and lo and behold, he didn't carry it into the next two games. He, he came back out and back. played really well, didn't he? Back-to-back games. I mean, yeah, against Pitt, he had his 21st uh, career double-double with uh, 20, I think it was 26 and uh, and uh, and 10 on 11-12 shooting, which is <laughs> awesome. You know, only missing yeah. one shot, having 26 points, uh, but 21st uh, career double-double, and then he had to follow that up with another one, uh, 22 uh, career um, doubles in, uh, against Georgia Tech. But the fact that we had him playing like we knew how he plays, the guy shows it how talented he is, and he showed that that first round, you know, lottery pick type, you know, talent they showed the last two games. And I think he got a uh, award for Player of the Week, you know, that type thing as well too. So, yeah, he did. He got a national award for his. Uh, he didn't get ACC Player of the Week, which is, you know, that's unusual. But he got a national award for national. Player national, of the week. but not ACC. So many different ones, you know. So, <laughs> but you think you would have national and ACC like in your conference? Like, you would think. You would think. Okay, all right. All right. Odd things happen sometimes with voting and awards and stuff. So anyway. I see. I see. That doesn't take away from his his great performances. And uh, I know he feels good about that. Uh, Yeah. um, uh, He's finally got it going again after that. That, Everybody has a a bad game every now and again, right? It's going to happen. So It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You play long enough, it's going to happen. Yeah. The key is not to let it be two bad games, huh? Yeah. And how how do you respond to it? Yes. Yes. And he took yep. care of that for sure. So um, next game uh, is Saturday against Pitt. And then after that, they go to Louisville on Tuesday. Um, and I think we talked, you know, again, a couple of weeks ago about how you look at the schedule here. Duke's going to be favored in these games. Um, you know, a 10 game winning streak is looking pretty good. They just got to take care of business. And, you know, we saw George Tech made it hard, but they got it done. Uh, Duke, you know, has already a lopsided win over Pitt this year. Louisville's, you know, the worst team in the ACC again. Uh, so those are those are games that, that Duke should win, but we don't know if they're going to have Jeremy Roach or Mark Mitchell for those two games. They're both dealing with different types of knee injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mitchell's is a sprained knee. Uh, looked like Jeremy kind of banged knees with somebody in a, uh, on the court. You know how that how painful that can be when you bang, get hit in the side of the knee or in, it's straight on the front of the knee. I think this is more on the side, but but um, uh, the the testing we're told uh, from Duke didn't reveal any structural damage for either one of the guys. Uh, so this isn't going to be a long term. Their season's not in jeopardy, so I don't have to worry about that. Thank God. Uh, uh, so um, I, I do know that Jeremy was uh, doing a little bit on the court on Wednesday uh, at practice when they resumed practice because they didn't practice uh, Sunday or Monday. And uh, uh, I guess it was, yes, it was Wednesday he was back out there. So he's a tough nut. He wants to get back out there. Uh, they're probably going to have to make sure he's he's healthy enough to go, but he wants to play. It sounds like there's more of a chance he might play Saturday against Georgia Tech than than Mitchell, but we'll see. So um, either way, uh, it's going to be on the guards. You know, if, if Roach is in there or limited, as we saw at the end of the Georgia Tech game, Proctor rose his his level of play rose up. Uh, Foster, McCain, Jalen Blakes. This team has some depth. We we knew they had depth in the backcourt, and they had to show it in that game, and it got done, didn't it? Definitely, definitely. I mean, we do, if anything, we do have depth in the backcourt. So that's something that we do have. Hence why we have four point guards playing uh, against <laughs> Georgia Tech, you know, starting yeah. against Georgia Tech. So, uh, but the fact that, you know, um, what bothers me is not having Mark. You know, uh, we need that electric guy, you know, for our bigs, you know, to kind of help with the, the rebounding. Because, yeah, we played really well against Pittsburgh, but. Pittsburgh is still kind of a, a long, bigger team as well, too. So if we're not shooting the ball as well as we did in, in Pittsburgh, we got to actually, you know, you know, play ball. And but the fact that we can't really grind out because we don't have a lot of great rebounders, that puts more pressure on Flip and uh, Ryan Young to do the majority of the rebounding. So that's the only thing that kind of worries me because I hope that Flip – I'm sorry, I hope that uh, Mark Mitchell is able to actually come back um, pretty soon if he is going to miss his game. Uh, if he's going to miss some games, I guess, you know, missing the Pittsburgh and Louisville game, those are the games, you know, you can't miss, you know. So if you're going to miss any games of the season, I'm sure those two are the, the best, uh, you know, case scenario. But I just wish that, you know, with us having our bigs, we need to have more people help out with, you know, with the rebounding. That's something that needs to carry over because once we start playing against these better, bigger teams, that has to be a habit for us, and I don't think it's a habit yet. Right. It, it, um, you talked about the schedule. It's kind of like when when Tyrese got hurt, uh, Tyrese Proctor, back in early December. We looked at it, and he only missed four games in, or three games in four weeks or whatever because there weren't many games scheduled. And, uh, this week, uh, there's no midweek game. There, uh, they played Saturday and then don't play again until the next Saturday. So normally you have to turn around and play right again and uh, didn't have to worry about it. You didn't have to rush those guys or worry about what you know what their status was for a midweek game. Uh, so hopefully, um, you know, uh, Mark is back, you know, if not this weekend, if not for Louisville, then the, the following Saturday is Clemson. And that's where we're getting into a tougher, uh, part of the schedule. Uh, it's going to, it's going to toughen up pretty, pretty quickly because you have Clemson and then you have, um, on Monday night going up to Virginia tech, which is a place where Duke has had historically not played well, uh, that, that place gets loud and, and the Hokies get fired up for that game. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you go to Carolina. So we don't have to, no need to break that down. We know what that means. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, maybe missing a couple of games, but if he's if Mark's back for those three uh, that we're talking about there, and then on into February, 
Yeah. That that's what's going to matter because Duke is in position right now to start pushing for, you know, move up the seed line in the NCAA tournament. Probably right now a three seed, I think, uh, based on the net at 14 and mm-hmm. um uh Ken Palm, that kind of thing. Uh they're gonna need to have those guys healthy and um uh and get going for those because it, it gets real tough in February. I will tell you that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, I was thinking more so two seed because I thought we were ranked seventh now. So I thought mm-hmm. we'd be more so over two seed than a three seed. Um, but if if the tournament started today, but the fact that we're back in the top ten is great for us, but we have to actually be able to keep it and stay, you know, because we want to be in good positions going into the the March Madness and you know, being able to have a longevity, you know, run in, in the March Madness uh, tournament. So I'm hoping that we get and take care of you know the games that we're supposed to take care of because it's easy to kind of get to fall in that trap where oh uh, we got three four or five games that you know teams are not as good so we can actually kind of be lack of days go type thing whatever and yeah. kind of play around and sometimes I can come back and bite you in the butt you know especially against the people who want to circle you when they play against Duke yeah, they may not. You may not see them like that, but they see you like that. So this is like, oh, my my breakout game. If I have a good game against Duke, you know, sky's the limit for me. So I'm hoping that you know these guys are actually looking at, hey, we we know we might we might be better than these guys, but we can't just not pay attention to them or look ahead to the next you no know, teams. We got to actually play and take care of business and then go from there. And that's always the case as we start turning the corner from January into February. Because everybody's looking for the marquee win, the win that's going to boost their net. Mm-hmm. And Duke is it. Yeah, um, all the time. Yes, every time. So Miami's been kind of scuffling. If they can turn around and beat Duke next month down in Miami, that's good for them. Florida State, uh, all that. NC State needs is in desperate need of a marquee win. Although they got they be, did beat Wake the other night, but uh, but they didn't have a non-conference win of any uh, any great shake. So mm-hmm. when Duke goes over to PNC. In the end of uh, it's early March, I think that's right before the Carolina game, the second Carolina game. But anyway, that's that's things you have to look out for, and we see it every year, and it's that case again. Um, but uh, right now, I mean, it's Duke and Carolina at the top of the league. Where have we seen that before? Yeah. Oh yeah, almost every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. Here we it go. Is, yeah. <laughs> You think of the ATC, you think of those two teams. I mean, that's what it is, Duke and Carolina. And speaking of Carolina, right. uh, I was like, oh, you got Rasheed Wallace in the in the uh in the um the crowd when George Tech came to play, but I forgot that you know him and uh Damon and I think Bonzi Wells on the on the staff as well. So I yeah. forgot that that's the whole Portland uh Trailblazers and everything. So I was looking at him like, what I know we in Carolina, but that's not Carolina. So I, I was kind of confused by that for a second, but I forgot that they actually all played together. They did. Yeah, that was funny. He had that big Chiefs jersey on. Yeah, I don't know the how. He, yeah, he's been a Chiefs fan for a while, too. I'm not sure why, but now they're doing well, so now he likes it. <laughs> okay. As long as he's not, like, a Chiefs fan since, like, 2015 or something no, like that. No, no. Back when I played with him in uh, in Boston, he was he was a big Chiefs fan, and Chiefs wasn't good then. So he, okay. he's, been, he's been true to it. He's been true to it. All right, good for him. I like that. I respect <laughs> that. <then. laughs> yeah, it was odd to see him behind the right, right behind the Georgia Tech bench first yeah. <laughs> uh, for that game. I thought it's Carolina. Carolina home, had a home game earlier today. Yeah, well, is it Carolina or Georgia Tech? Yeah, we're we playing. All right. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, um, yeah, uh, uh, again, two big game, a uh, big game coming up this week uh, with Pitt. Uh, Jeff Capel's team isn't as good this year as they were last year. They don't look like an NCAA tournament team. But as we just mentioned, a win over Duke on Saturday night would change that for the Panthers, right? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then whatever's going on in the water, everybody beating uh, these ranked teams, hey, skip over Cameron. Like, skip over what's going on in Durham. Like, wherever that water is, whatever that, that food people are eating, Hey, do not eat that when you play against that Duke. So I'm uh, trying to stay away from those upsets right there. Yeah, flush it out, <laughs> flush it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but one thing that uh, I, I, before we go, I do want to mention is that's continued. We talked about the backcourt and uh, getting ready for March and everything. Uh, Duke only had four turnovers against Georgia Tech. Yeah, season that low. was a season low. Yep. Yeah. And uh, uh, we've talked a lot about how they've protected the ball and i know when you start four guards you should have low turnovers right i mean you better but <laughs> yeah <laughs> everybody can handle the ball so yeah you better <laughs> uh, but the fact they had one at halftime and then three um in the second half i think uh they didn't have one until i want to say i think ryan young actually uh, i had the, the turnover and i'm like oh we can maybe finish the game with one turnover and then yeah. he had a, he had a turnover and then all of a sudden we had a couple more i was like all right, all right you know stop stop you know we have Stephen low Get the season low, keep it. Right, that type of thing. But um, they they played well defensively against Pitt. I know, like you said, Pitt is not as a talented team as other teams. But the fact that we held them to a season low uh, for us, uh, fifty-three points allowed against us, so that was a uh, the season low for us. Our defense uh, kind of speaks highly of our defense, and then uh, we forced them to eight of twenty-eight shooting on twenty-eight percent, three for eleven from three, twenty-seven percent. So that kind of uh, helped us and kind of carried on a little bit for Georgia Tech, even though Georgia Tech got hot. And uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name because he had he had pink hair the first time we played him in, in um, yeah in Georgia Tech, and then he got hot again. Oh, I, I forgot his name. Um, Reeves is it Reeves? Yes, Reeves. Yes. Re- yeah, yes. yeah, Reeves. So I was like, yeah, just have him slow down. Like we can't have him get hot. And the fact that he's <laughs> over here shooting well and he had a big play against. Um, yeah, big dunk against somebody. Um, but I was, I was, I was, I was like, man, we got to take him oh, the game. Yeah, he, I was like, yeah. On, on Ryan Young, he posted. Uh, right, Ryan Young, yeah. I was yeah. like, we got we to take him out the game because he is over here. Uh, his energy is igniting that team. And when you start seeing the basket go in for somebody else, it becomes better and better, bigger and bigger for everybody else. And then uh, the, the light skinned uh, freshman, um, I can't remember George? his name right uh, for um, George. George. The, I think he had yeah, Braves, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he gets hot yeah. too. And I'm like, okay, like, be yourself. Like y'all wasn't doing this before. <laughs> be yourself. And you know, like I said it's just like the power of you know, playing in camera and playing well in camera. All of a sudden, it starts spreading. And like we got to cut this water off because everybody's over here getting excited. Everybody's over here, you know, getting into it. And oh, I I can do this. I can do that. And then, you know, throwing dumps up to uh, the big guys and things like yeah. that. I'm like. We, we got to slow down. Like we got to cut that water off, and you know, <laughs> make them play our game. And that's something that we we had, we wind up doing later on. It just took, you know, midway through the second half for us to get to that point. You know, but I'm glad that we was able to kind of get that switch and kind of turn back on. Yeah, yeah. Once uh, once got ahead, I mean, down ten in the second half, it was looking like whoa. All right, because mm-hmm. I mean, you have to give you know some of those shots Georgia Tech made were just like you know. What are you gonna do? Like I mean, one with those glass. I'm like, come yeah. on now. Like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
but they made him. So, you know, right, right. Well, like, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> Sometimes the team has that kind of night. You're like, okay. Yeah. But yeah. still had to turn around and win. Like you said, you can't lose at Cameron, an ACC game. Right. So, yeah. To exactly. a non unranked team, which is going on the country. So, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see if the yeah. Blue Devils can avoid that uh, next game at uh, Saturday night with Pitt. And then uh, that's going to Louisville on Tuesday. So, um, Anyway, thank you, everybody, uh, for the, uh, listening to this edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. Uh, we always enjoy bringing it to you. We'll be back again with, uh, with uh, more episodes next week as we uh, get into the thick of ACC play where we are in it. And it's about to get really serious as the uh, some great games coming up going forward. And uh, this team's got a chance to go do some special things, I think. They're showing it so far. They've uh, hit their stride early. So, Sheldon? Good to see you again, man, and uh, uh, we'll see what the we'll see what Saturday night brings against Pittsburgh. All right, no problem. And let's go, Duke. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.